106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Speaking of Mitch, what's gotten into him? Well, it's an indication. The president is asking people to inject Lysol into their lungs. And Mitch is saying that um, uh, states should go bankrupt. It's a clear, visible, within 24 hours, of how the Republicans reject science and reject governance. And they tell me it came right from the president. No money for the post office. Instead, inject Lysol into your lung. I just want to ask you, uh, I'm sure you saw that Congress was supposed to come back uh, next week. Steny Hoyer has just announced that the House will not come back, given that D.C. Has a stay, still has a stay-at-home order. Is that a good move, wise move, or a bad move? What the you Democrats, they don't want to come back. They don't want to come back. I think they should be back here, but they don't. They're enjoying their vacation. And they shouldn't. Think they're this is a time. Yeah, I think they are. I think they are. If you, you look at Nancy Pelosi eating ice cream on late night television, yeah, I think they probably are. They're having a good time. Uh, I think they should be back. I think they should all come back and we should work on this together. So there's this virus, guys, and it's it's not that big of a deal. We don't know that much about it. We know it's from China, but it's, it's not going to be it's not going to be that big of a deal here. Just like use some common sense, like wash your hands, like sing happy birthday two times, like comment to your elbow, vampire, dab, you know what I'm talking about. Stuff that you learned in third grade, just common sense. Go along with your life. It'll be totally fine. Yeah. So I know that we told you that it's not going to be that big of a deal, but actually millions and millions and millions of people are going to die. So we're going to need you to stop everything that you're doing on a daily basis and just stay inside. Just stay inside. Don't touch your face. But also just stay inside. This is called flattening the curve. We're just making sure that our healthcare system doesn't get overwhelmed and things like that. It's just two to three weeks max. Not that we have a deal. Like you'll be fine. Just two to three weeks. So I, I know we told you guys like two to three weeks, but we're we're actually looking at like two to three years until a vaccine is developed. So we're just going to need you to stay in place. Just stay put for a little bit. And if you try to do anything like go outside or like play in the park with your family, we're just going to take you along to jail. That's not that big, it's not that big of a deal. It's just like it's for your own good. It's for, it's for the common good. It's for societal good. So it'll be fine. Just stay inside. Don't go outside. Don't make us mad because we will, we will arrest you. But just two to three years, it's, you know, we just got to make sure everyone is super, super, super safe and that no one gets sick. And we'll just keep doing this. Every time a virus happens, we'll just say, okay, stay inside for two to three years to lose your business and livelihoods and all of that while we develop a vaccine. And it'll be, that's fine. It's just the, it's the new normal. If it saves one life actually <laughs> vaccines it's it's not gonna happen it's just it's it's not gonna happen so instead of like two to three years inside we're actually looking at like closer to like a decade just close to like a decade just 10 years it's not that bad it's just like 10 years staying at home socially distancing from your family inside your home as well it'd be better if you just like didn't make eye contact with your family we still don't know we don't know we don't know how the virus completely you know spread so just to be super, super safe to make sure that no one gets sick from anything 
ever. It just seems like the most compassionate thing to do. And you know, if we have to add another 10 years after that, just to make sure that's what we have to do. I mean, I know our projections are, they've just been totally wrong time and time again, but it just seems like the best thing to do. 10, 10 to 20, 10, 10 to 30, 10, I don't know, at, at most the next century locked down. But honestly, like we've been through tougher. So hang in there. Here we go. This is Lou Benninger, and uh, I'm sitting here in the middle of the night putting this podcast together because I got too much going on. <clears throat> in violation of all of Governor Newsom's orders, uh, I was at a prayer meeting tonight. There's probably about 80 people there. No masks, no social distancing, hugging, touching, shaking hands, kissing, just the works. And so. <clears throat> Uh, I, I was more important in this podcast, but I, I'm on a routine to do one of these a week. So we're sitting here in the middle of the night. It's nice and quiet that the, all the little, uh, renegade dogs next door are quiet. So as long as we don't have a couple break-ins or a fight breakout outside, it should be nice and calm and, and uh, peaceful to do this podcast Let's see. This is, uh, I think, uh, my friend Tanner down in Texas has been dating these on Fridays, so we'll call this May 1. And it is number 57 of the No Hostages Radio podcast. So if you're new to this, I'm not sure whether you got here off our website, which is nohostagesradio.com, or you just went to your favorite podcast source and you put in No Hostages Radio and stumbled across us. However, great. Um, if you're coming from the podcast source, I'll just mention one, one more time the website because there's articles there if you're interested in some of the articles that I've written. I write them for the uh, newspaper called the Territorial Dispatch. It's a weekly up in Northern California, and I write two a week. So uh, nohostagesradio.com, and you can get it uh, however However, you can link to uh, websites. You're you're good to go, and you could uh, look at those uh, articles if you like. So you can get the articles in the podcast at one spot, or you can just get the podcast at your podcast source. So you can some of you email me, Marvin. I got your email, and I'll be contacting you uh, probably this weekend, and uh, and try to solve your problem. And so I get a, I'm getting a few more emails as we go along. And that is Lou at NoHostagesRadio.com. Lou at NoHostagesRadio.com. If you need to text me, 530-713-1838. That's 530-713-1838. So we'll be here for about, oh, I don't know. Uh, my talking's about two two hours and 15 minutes, but we have some clips in between that... Uh, carry it out a little a little farther probably almost two and a half hours they're all educational clips i don't use any filler material i don't have any advertisers that i don't care about uh if you want to advertise with me 
uh, I could use the support. Uh, I, I'm not desperate for it. So if, if I'm not begging for it, but if you would, um, if you'd like to help and if you believe in what I'm doing, you want to help, uh, you certainly can do that. And you can just give me a text at five three zero seven one three one eight three eight, and I'll give you a shout out, and we can talk about it. So yeah, we uh, we're not into making a lot of revenue here. We're into getting the word out about what we believe is the right way to uh, <clears throat> live, run the United States, and all that kind of stuff. Commentary on the meat, on the uh, culture, the politics, all that, uh, all those topics. So if you want to get involved in this, you want to support us, you can. And uh, or if you want me to pitch your business or something you're up to, I can do that as well. Uh, I'm not into just doing freebie advertising because I don't have time. Uh, like you're if you're going to have a barbecue or something, I, I don't have time for all that. So uh, let's see what else. Uh, the Territorial Dispatch. It used to be territorialdispatch.biz if you wanted to look it up on the internet. Now it's changed to .com, territorialdispatch.com. The uh, Territorial Dispatch changed hands, as they say. And uh, so the new guy is trying to do something new and improved. He just bought it at the wrong time in the history of the United States. It's when politicians who suck our tax money are trying to destroy this uh, country's economics. And so it's the worst time in life to buy a business. Nobody wants to pay their bills. Nobody wants to pay for advertising. And to try to run a newspaper is very, 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 very difficult. Most newspapers are going by the wayside. So um, you're noticing wherever you are, you're noticing some shaking going on. I'm here in Northern California where I live and it's uh, it's a new level of bizarre new level of bizarre we have a dictator uh, as a governor there's no other way to put it when a when a guy tells you that you cannot go to work and make money but you can come and volunteer and somehow one is going to get some people infected and you're going to you're going to have somebody's blood on your hands but if you go volunteer, uh, you're exempt from any, any problems. That is called when you, when you go to work for government and they don't pay you, that's socialism or communism. And that is what uh, the Democrats in this country are going for. Uh, if you think, oh, well, you're exaggerating. No, no, you just don't know what you're talking about. So Mr. Newsom and the Democrats right now, uh, we have basically uh, – the legislature is out of service, both at the federal level and state level. So we have the governor of the state of California just making decrees. That's called a dictatorship. So we have a dictator uh, with a socialist, kind of like a Ch Chavez, Hugo Chavez regime. That's what we have here. And we have a guy that thinks that he's smarter than God. Don't know whether he believes in God, but if he keeps up the way he are, you know, it's one thing you can just. You can say, I don't believe in God. Or you can say uh, that, uh, just looking at the text I was getting here. You can say, I don't believe in God. That's one thing. But if you flip God off and you 
get really arrogant, you can end up like a king, famous king, that uh, lived in history. It isn't just a fable. But you can look him up. His, his name is Nebuchadnezzar. He was one of the most famous kings of Babylon. Babylon is where Iraq, Iraq is right now. And uh, Babylon was w one of the greatest empires of the world. And Nebuchadnezzar thought he was just like God. And it, he just pushed it too far. And God uh, uh, just flung him a little mental illness or something along those lines or a demon. And he lost his mind and ended up getting down on all fours and behaving like an animal for a period of time and living out with the flock. It's kind of humbling, right? Pooping out your back end, just like a dog or a cat or a sheep feeding on grass. You think God can't pull that off? You can just keep getting really funky and gnarly and you can get there. Arrogance, pride, the Bible says, pride comes for a fall. I, I don't know. I have really disagreed with a lot of politicians over the years, but I don't know of a more arrogant politician than Gavin Newsom. And uh, there's no sense of humility there. The guy actually, this is amazing. I think it was his chief of staff. He ended up having sex with his own wife, with his, the other guy's wife. Can you imagine going to work with this guy every morning and then screwing his wife when he's not looking? That's the kind of guy we got running the, the government of California. So he just made a decree that uh, because, uh, you know, he's – you know how you kind of, uh, when you're raising teenagers or you're raising children, you ground them? At some point, you can go too far, and then you the grounding doesn't have any impact any farther, and you just got a kid that hates you. Californians are going to get on the verge of hating this guy, and somebody's allowed to put a bullet right in front of his head. Because now he's saying that you not only can't go to work, uh, you can't go to the beach. You can't go to the river. You can't go to a state park. So I heard that uh, down where my daughter lives in Huntington Beach, where it got a little too hot. Some of those people aren't used to real hot. It gets really hot here in Northern California, but usually Southern California, it's more temperate because they got that ocean breeze coming through. And it doesn't get too hot. You can get by without air conditioning down there. But sometimes it gets kind of funky. And so people just leave the house and go to the beach. And that's what happened here a week or two ago. And um, so that ticked the governor. It, it, you know, what it did is it embarrassed him. It hurt, you know, it shamed him. He got his feelings hurt. And so in reaction to that, uh, the, all, a lot of these governors are the same way. Power does weird things to people. They kind of get off on it. It's kind of like they get an erection when they swing the power bat. And uh, some of these governors are getting a little euphoric over this power thing and getting an erection over the deal. And, uh, and they like it. They really like it. And they like all these questions. Well, do you think we ought to let them come back? next week or get out of the house next week or 
Let's see how many different rules, mask or no mask. I just saw where now we have two or three airlines that you cannot get on the airline unless you wear a mask. Just unbelievable. We just have lost our our, our minds. And so we have we have a Newsom who is now and also besides he's saying you can't go and you can't go enjoy enjoy yourself in the outdoors. So we have a couple sheriffs now that have come out and said I'm not going to do that. I think you got one up in Humboldt County that said I'm not going to do that and now we have one in San Luis Obispo area that says I'm not going to do that. I'm just not going to do that. It's refreshing for me because I took the oath of office a number of times. I can't remember how many terms, four-year terms, I was on the school board for the county of Yuba. But I always remember taking that oath where you defend the Constitution. But the fact is, I can't find anybody in our local area that wants to defend the Constitution like on the Board of Supervisors or the City Council or any any political organization around here, any committee. They just don't they, – they don't believe in the Constitution. They have all kinds of excuses, just like the governor of New Jersey when he was questioned by Tucker Carlson the other night on television. Tucker Carlson says, well, you made all these decisions and shut down everything. He said, well, what what about the Bill of Rights? He said, and the governor said, well, we didn't even consider the Bill of Rights. I thought, well, that's interesting. He is a leader of an entire, one of the, just 50, 50 states. And he, he just, he just, well, I, uh, I didn't consider the Bill of Rights. He said, we had, uh, we had a disease we had to get a hold, a handle on. So Bill of Rights just gets set aside. I thought it's, it's, it's interesting. Founding fathers didn't think of that, that there might be a real tragedy or a catastrophe or a national emergency where you can just say rights are now all nullified. And so uh, the fact is it's against the law to tell us we got to stay when you're healthy to stay in your house. It's against the law to have you have a, I'm talking about the law from God, not the law from man. It's even a, most of my Christian friends, I've been doing this Christian thing for all these years. They just have lost their minds. They have lost their spiritual compass. And what they are is disciples of the government. They're not disciples of Jesus Christ. They're not disciples of Christ. It's amazing to me if you read the Bible and you see how many of the famous, the more high-profile names of the Bibles were locked up, got locked up. Well, how, well, how did a person get locked up in the Bible? I thought they were supposed to be all righteous and stuff and do good stuff. How would a person actually get locked up? Jesus got locked up. Paul got locked up. Silas got locked up. Joseph got locked up. You can just go on and on. Daniel got locked up. The uh, the three guys got thrown in the line. It's it just it's just unbelievable. And much of the Bible was written from in prison. And yet everybody said, "Well, you know, God wants us to obey the government." No, He doesn't. 
The midwives from Egypt didn't obey the government. Joseph and Mary didn't obey the government. They fled the country. Moses fled the country after he killed an Egyptian. It's just like, come on, people, pay attention. We have a tyrant running this state, Gavin Newsom. And our founding fathers said, when there's a tyrant, shoot the MFR. Shoot him. Take over the government. Get your guns out and take over the government. What we have now is tyranny in the, the state of California. We have no we have we have no representation. You have no representation in Uber Sutter County. That's where that's where I live in these two counties. You have no representation. Every one of those people, boards of supervisors, could drop dead tomorrow and we wouldn't miss them. Why? Why wouldn't we miss them? Very simple. They don't they just do what the state tells them to do. They're just little hookers. They have no mind of their own. They don't even follow the Constitution. They just look at the Constitution, read it, and go, oh, my. Or why wouldn't the, why wouldn't the supervisors years ago said we're not going to have concealed weapon permits in our county because the Constitution forbids it? No supervisor stood up and said we – you cannot stop church and still have liquor stores open, abortion clinics, and places to buy dope. That's crazy. But not one supervisor could sort that out and stand up, right? Why? Because they all been castrated over there. Oh, they could screw somebody, but they, they don't have any moral compass and no backbone. And you know something? They think they are just next to God in terms of intelligence, pulling down six dollars to $80,000 a year. And you get a crisis going and they all hide, point at each other and point at the government. So we can't do it. Well, it's all the it's a, we can't do it because the state of California, you can do whatever you want. Thank God for a couple uh, sheriffs with backbones that stand up and said, I'm not going to tell our people. They can't go outside and can't go to the beach, can't go here, can't go there. Not going to do that. That's in violation of their constitutional rights. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that somebody's bold enough to say, I'm standing in, in between you, Mr. Newsom, and our people because I am the sheriff. Wouldn't it be refreshing to see people that claim they're leaders to really be a leader? John Maxwell says, if you think you're a leader and no one's following, you're just out for a walk. Our supervisors are out for a real, well-paid walk. They don't do anything. They do not do anything. They don't produce any money for us. All they do is cost us money and cost us a lot of pain. And they get paid amazingly well. And what really ticks me off, and when they walk into some banquet or something, people stop and they have to recognize him from the from the mic, the microphone. How embarrassing. They can't even find their butt with both hands. And we have to recognize them in a public meeting. Why? Oh, because they're great leaders. They're sacrificing. They're neither. They're not sacrificing. They're not serving the public. And they're not great leaders. They're followers. They're middle-level management. 
those that's the first group you get rid of when you need to cut the fat out of a business. You get rid of the middle level management. Are that they're just paper pushing pimps. That's what they are. And they think they're something. Oh, well, there's Supervisor Jones. Or there's Supervisor Smith. Well, look at him. Here he is. Yeah, how many supervisors? Oh, they, well, do we have any city, city councilmen in the group tonight? Do we have any supervisors? Oh, come on, man. You're kidding me, right? You're going to, we're going to honor these people? They do a horrible job. You look at every county. They're going bankrupt. Tell me a county in this area or city or any jurisdiction in this area that's not going bankrupt. Or ripping people off like the county of Yuba. You don't hear them talking, do you, about quiet? Oh, they're quiet. Oh, we're, ten, take, we're stealing 10000 a month. Everybody can't even, most people can't even work now except the government. And the government's taking ten grand a month out of the pockets of Yuba County residents by charging them an illegal tax. We'll be right back. This, uh, we finished our first of six segments. And I have a clip for you called Coronavirus Overreach. Be right back. Some governors are still refusing to take action to protect their own citizens. The media keep insisting government must set stricter rules. Ten states have no stay-at-home orders. Even some on Fox say it. It is necessary to shut things down everywhere. And that includes Utah, Wyoming. Wait a second, has he ever been to Wyoming? It's got so much open space. Why would the same rules apply here as in New York? It's creepy how some people are so eager to have authorities boss us around. Police departments now monitor people with drones. This is the Volusia Sheriff's Office. Please adhere to social distancing guidelines. Now some people are saying enough. These people are protesting North Carolina's stay-at-home order. I feel that my rights have been completely removed. On Twitter, the police declared protesting is a non-essential activity. And they arrested this woman. But wait a second, the Bill of Rights does say the American people have a right to peaceably assemble and petition the government. All public and private gatherings of any size are prohibited. Michigan's governor probably imposed the harshest rules. Residents can no longer visit friends or relatives. Those who have more than one home banned from traveling between them. No wonder people staged this protest against her rules. They say it goes too far, takes away their rights, and in some cases is too arbitrary. Arbitrary is how it looks. Big stores may stay open, but they must not sell certain things. Big box stores will also have to close areas of the store that are dedicated to things like carpet or flooring, furniture, garden centers, plant nurseries, or paint. But things like gardening and painting are activities that could be done far from other people. So is exercise. But watch out in California. A paddleboarder is chased down by law enforcement for being out on the water at Malibu Beach. This man was more than six feet from anyone, but police chased him down. <laughs> he cut him off! And they punished him. Yep, this paddleboarder was arrested. In Encelitas, California, police gave $1,000 tickets to people watching the sunset. Yes, they were inside cars, not endangering anyone. 
That day, the police posted this video saying, we go to work for you. We're going to continue to be doing enforcement. We're dealing with the crisis at this point, and we want compliance from everybody because this is lives that we're trying to save. But it's not clear that demanding total compliance is the best way to save lives. In the Swedish city of Malmo, life appears to be carrying on almost as normal. Sweden took a near opposite approach. Yes, they encourage older people to stay inside and tell sick people to stay home. They don't want hospitals overwhelmed. But otherwise, they let life happen. In this street in Stockholm, there's not much evidence of social distancing. Sweden's leaders don't think an extended shutdown is sustainable. Closing schools, more stringent measures like that, closing borders. You cannot do that for months or years ahead. What we're doing in Sweden, we can continue to do for a long time, and I think that's going to proved to be very, very important in the long run. Because of vaccines probably more than a year away. Until then, the best protection is what epidemiologists call herd immunity, a critical mass of people who get the disease and then are resistant to it. Herd immunity is the one thing that will eventually slow down the spread of this virus. Nothing else will slow it down in the long term. The idea is that once enough people have gotten coronavirus, there'll be enough immunity to prevent future mass outbreaks and to protect the most vulnerable people. The jury's still out on Sweden's experiment. More than a thousand Swedes have died, five times the deaths per capita as in neighboring Norway. But if Swedes acquire herd immunity, their death rate will be the first to drop. Other European countries have also concluded that lockdowns are not sustainable. Germany just freed retail stores from the lockdown. Denmark reopened classrooms. Norway's students will return in coming weeks. And Austria is reopening shops to people who wear masks on May 1st. That seems smarter than the absolute shutdown promoted by many American authorities. If we see continued noncompliance, they'll wind up facing misdemeanor charge, and DWP will step in and shut off their water and power. Shut off their water? Let's be sensible about this. Politicians are supposed to serve us, not just boss us around. There's something happening here What it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop, children What's that sound? Everybody look what's going down so we're talking about lack of leadership. We're talking about, I wrote an article about this. I said, listen, if the supervisors can't find the Constitution and can't understand the words and then can't actually defend the Constitution, you know, the, you took an oath to defend the Constitution, not just know what it says. I don't think they even know what it says. In fact, I was talking to a representative of city council, and she said to me, Lou, I don't think a lot of these people even read the packets. I said, well, thank you, God, that somebody's got the honesty to say that. I asked one supervisor, I said, if you were going to get a cancer evaluation, or a doctor told you you had cancer, would you get a second opinion? Probably yes. But to shut down 2,000 businesses in, in our counties or more, two to 3,000, you don't get a second opinion. You just take, well, well, the, gov well, the, gov the governor, well, the governor told us we had to. And to Dr. Lou, she said we had to, so I had to just, like, obey them. Honestly, people, I, we don't need you. 
I wish you would just resign. We could do it without you. Just let the city administrator, the county administrator, just take directions from Gavin Newsom. And let's eliminate and take those salaries and uh, take care of some of the debt that you created. Just go back home. It's interesting. Everybody could, oh, I'm a leader. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. Oh, I'm a clean house. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to serve one term. I'm just going to, I'm going to kick rear when I get in there. I'm just going to make all kinds of changes in there. I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get back a small government. Oh, small government. Small government. Look up on Transparent California. We got about, in Yuba County, we got one employee for every 70 residents. That's small government? That looks like communism to me. We got over 1,000 employees for little old Yuba County. Over 1,000 employees for Sutter County. Making lots of money. People, we, we're in deep trouble. We're in deep trouble as, as a government, and we're in deep trouble as a church. What I'm, it's, I was talking to people last night after the prayer meeting, and I said, you know something? It's, gonna, it, it's just a, amazing how many churches are, have just folded. And I'm, I'm thinking a lot of them ain't coming back. In fact, if the if the government told them, well, we think we're just going to not allow any more meetings like that from churches from now on. I bet hardly not any of them, they, they might complain, but they would just go about their way. They don't have any cojones, no Spaldings. They're just the biggest pussies I know. Oh, I like Pastor So-and-so. Well, Pastor so-and-so's hiding out there somewhere, looking to see how he can record and send his message out over the the Internet, the World Wide Web. I'm a pastor. I'm sending. I'm, I'm, now we got our message going out on the World Wide Web. God bless you and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. The church is cooked. The church is, is surrendered. It's gone into hiding. I wrote an article called Preachers and Patriots in the Territorial Dispatch. It talks about how the Revolutionary War was started by a church group. Did you know that? Probably not because they don't teach that stuff in school. They can't say the word church. In fact, they can't say anything in the appeal Damn it. They're ashamed of the Democrat, so they say, appeal, Democrat. So they can't say, they can't say, oh, those guys are Christian guys that started shooting at the British. A bunch of them Christian guys got killed right outside their church. Why? Because they were coming to take their guns. Oh, you mean Christian guys had guns? You know something, people? We have been lulled to sleep by a socialist school system and government. Oh, you can't talk about Jesus in school. Oh, you can't pray in school. Oh, you can talk about a guy's ding-dong, and you can talk about him putting it in the butt of somebody else, and you can talk about a transsexual uh, transsexual story time, and you can talk about multi-genders, and you can talk about abortion, and you can take a girl to have an abortion, but you can't talk about Jesus. It's a Jesus-free zone. 
So we got a Jesus-free zone. People, this is a great opportunity with school shut down it, to really bone up and start getting on the Internet and downloading some uh, ways that you can homeschool your kids and just be done with this thing. I'm telling you, your kids will be smarter and you won't waste as much time and all the you're not going to get your kid molested over there at the school. Oh, you think that people molest each other? Hey, people are molesting each other. They won't even arrest them. It's not even that big of a deal anymore. They don't even they kind of condone it. Right? Because you can't you can't even keep a molester from teaching school. Did you know that? Even when you catch them, they say, "Well, just don't do it anymore." Why don't you go teach over at that other school? Just don't do it again. Oh, we're all condemning a Catholic priest. Oh, they they didn't go after the Catholic priest. Those vicious, those nasty old men. They molesting those boys and girls. They just moved them from parish to parish. They just give them a fresh start at another parish. That's exactly what the schools do. Hypocrites. Crappy teacher. Everybody hates the teacher so crappy. They don't fire. They just put her in just teach. They just slip her off to the school across town. Or him across town. Same way with molestation. Oh, well, well, they never really prosecuted him. So what? How, how many people in a row, since the police department does not have the cojones to file any charges, that doesn't mean the guy isn't guilty. Back in the day, somebody just take the dude out and shoot him. If you had a dad, a lot of these kids don't even have a dad around to defend their daughter's integrity or dignity. Go to the school superintendent. Go to the school principal. Well, we'll yeah, we're going to take, oh, my God, we're going to take care of it. They write it up and deal. We got all kinds of records. Jim Whitaker over there at Yuba City High School, all kinds of records of disciplinary deal. We reports, verification, all that kind of stuff. Kept his job. Still, still teaching school. He'll probably die teaching school. He'll probably like croak, taught for 50 years, molested 45 people. Unbelievable. Well, it's just a wild world out there. And somebody, I, was, I think I wrote in the paper this side, a lady contacted me. I don't know how, I can't even remember how she contacted me. She said, how long do you think this is going to last? I said, just only as long as you want it to. Only as long as you want it to. I think people in our church, we've been meeting. I had a gal contact me tonight. I was in the prayer meeting. She said, when are you guys going to start meeting again? I said, we never stopped. She said, how? Oh, I, I I didn't know that. I said, it's okay. No big deal. I think there's a lot of people that were at Glad Tidings where I go that if we, that if the government doesn't say you can come back, they would never return. They would never return because they are, uh, they're more obedient to the government than they are to God. The Bible specifically says don't do that. Don't do that. One person wrote on the internet, I got a kick out, it said, yesterday I drove by a marijuana dispensary. People were lined up all around the building to get in. It was packed, not six feet apart, and some were even dancing together. But you can't get a haircut. I'm confused, he said. 
I'm confused, he said. I think a lot of people are confused, and a lot of people are not coming to any conclusion. Uh, there's not enough people that are, like, going to do something. If you just think about things, you know, I bet if you ask lots of people, are you patriotic? Oh, yeah, I'm patriotic. It doesn't cost you a nickel to say you're patriotic. Oh, have, I have warm feelings when I see the flag or when, I, when it's the 4th of July. If you're not willing to stand up for your beliefs, you got nothing going on. Don't even talk to me about it. You're not able to go out and protest. Edmund Burke said the only, th- only uh, thing for evil, only way for evil to prevail is for good people to do nothing. And most of my friends are doing nothing. People I know around town, I know a lot of people around town in various churches, they are doing nothing. Have you seen the thing about, I don't even know his rank. Is it General Flynn, Colonel Flynn? He's a true patriot. Remember, he was picked by Trump to be his uh, maybe national security advisor or something like that. And right away, the deep state destroyed him, claimed he was a liar, all that kind of stuff. And now the, the truth is coming out that the crooked, dirty, corrupt Federal Bureau of Investigation planned to take him down. And the guy said, do you just want us to get him fired or do you want to catch him in a lie and destroy his life? Why didn't you just shoot him? Why have some balls and just shoot him? A guy that you don't even have the credibility to even stand in the same room. Your corrupt, crooked, dirty FBI and you took this guy down, threatening to take take his son down. So he admits to some stupid thing to save his son from all the harassment. Dirty cops, you make me sick. I hope you rot. You make me sick. I used to have such a high regard for the FBI. New people worked in the FBI. Makes and everybody said, Oh, well, there's a couple of bad apples. How many bad ones are there? We got a whole list of them now Strzok, McCabe, Page, Comey, on and on and on and on and on. Now we got a whole nother list of them and got their, we got them dirty. You know what happens to them? Nothing. They get a full, big old, funky salary and walk away. They should all be shot. Prison time for the rest of their life, the dirty dogs. As one Twitter satirist said, corrupt FBI conspiring to set up a high-level presidential advisor as a domino to take down a president would be a great story for the mainstream media to investigate if they weren't so busy actively colluding with government and cheering for it to happen. Everybody was in on it. Let's just destroy a bunch of people's lives because screw them. You know, the, the, the 
Deep state acts just like China. People aren't important. You know why? Because they don't believe in God and they don't believe people were created by God. And so uh, they just think, hey, it's just like a puppy. Put him down. A cat, put him down. We just put people down. No big deal because we want our way. So they just put people down. I like what John F. Kennedy said. He said, the unity of freedom has never relied on uniformity of opinion. Our supervisors should memorize that. The unity of freedom has never relied on the uniformity of opinion. It's like, oh, well, we couldn't come to, we couldn't come to an agreement. I told a representative the other day, I said, you know something? I wouldn't worry about trying to get the rest of your board on, uh, together with you on this because they're losers. Just get up there and get some wood on the ball and stand on the Constitution and screw the rest of those people. They're self-serving, egotistical people sitting on these boards. The shame of it is we're actually paying these people something. It's just unbelievable. And the fascinating thing is, we're in a, I don't know any worse crisis than we're in right now, and the representatives are on vacation and getting paid while most, a huge number of Americans, I don't know whether it's most, but millions of Americans are are not bringing in any income. Said if Democrats want to work from home, they should find a job where they can do that. This is what Dan Crenshaw Representative Dan Crenshaw said, Dan is a uh, military veteran, uh, also a wounded military veteran. He said, Democrats want to work from home. They should find a job where they can do that. Otherwise, Nancy Pelosi should find some courage, show some leadership, and bring the House back to Washington. We made ample modifications to keep members safe. No excuses. How about some duty? Isn't it interesting that you have the most spineless people in our country serving in Congress. You have a few exceptions, guys like Crenshaw, Tom Cotton, etc., etc. But the rest of them are just these pussies, sick, measly, rip-off, stealing from the public, liars, cheats, pedophiles, perverts. That's what you have back there. So disgusting. And in Sacramento. Molesting their staff. Guys grabbing women. Molesting their staff. Molesting other uh, representatives. Just so disgusting. If you want to hire a whore, go out and buy one. Go out and buy a gal. Or a guy, if you want, if you're a guy wanting a guy, you can just rent a guy. Can't you just, it's just so ridiculous. They're so disgusting and so out front about it. Gary Bauer said, if, if House Democrats are so non-essential that they don't need to return to Washington, why are they still being paid? When 30 million Americans are out of work, 
There you go. 30 million. Perhaps our representatives should feel the same pain that the American people are experiencing. I hope voters decided to send a lot of left-wing Democrats to the unemployment line this December, November. You know, I, I hate it when we say these kind of things. They're just rhetorical garbage that Bauer's saying about uh, voters are, are just going to do what the voters are. They're going to vote for the same people. Here's the thing that really gets me. Government tells everybody we got to go stay home. You can't. You got to shut down your business. And then they turn around and still pay all these government employees out of our tax dollars of people that are unemployed. Totally. The people, I'm telling you people, we need to have a revolution. We need to shoot these people. It's not good enough to just say, oh, well, we'll just vote them out of office. No, it's, it's too late for that. It's too late for that. When are people going to be held accountable? When are people like Hillary and Bill Clinton going to be held accountable? Ever? Barack and whatever his, Michelle or Michael, I don't know what to call the person. It's amazing to me to even look at the Joe Joe Biden situation with this lady coming forward and claiming he fingered her and these ridiculous sicko feminists come to his defense and oh I'm sure he didn't do it they weren't there but they're so cocksure that he didn't do it yet for Kavanaugh they were so well we all know he did it so ridiculous. So one person says, uh, this is amazing. Stacy Abrams, she's a representative out of Georgia. It's not for double standards. Democrats would, wouldn't have, have any. It, he, this other person is writing this. If not for double standards, Democrats wouldn't have any. I know Joe Biden, Stacy Abrams, she ran for a, uh, I don't know whether she's a state representative or federal. I don't know. But she's she's offered to run as vice president. I'll just say that. I know Joe Biden. I know him. And I think he's telling the truth. And this did not happen. She said that September 28, 2018. Uh, excuse me. She said that recently. On September 28, 2018, she said this is regarding the, the – uh, Kavanaugh hearings. So we have two men, right, accused by women of doing something wrong. So that's what she said about Biden. I know this guy. He just, I know he's telling the truth, and this could not have happened. But back just a couple of years ago, she said, after the courageous and compelling testimony from Dr. Christine Blasey Ford yesterday, it is shameful that Kavanaugh nomination is being rushed forward. I believe women. I believe women. And I believe survivors of violence always deserve, always deserve, always deserve, always deserve to be supported and to have their voices heard. Well, good for you, Stacy. Good for you. You're a real winner. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, and we will be back in a couple of minutes for our third segment. 
hold it, hold it. In the UK, the director of King College London's Institute of Cancer Policy, his name is Richard Sullivan, told the UK Express, and I quote, the number of deaths due to the disruption of cancer services is likely to outweigh the number of deaths from the coronavirus itself over the next five years. Sullivan says the cessation and delay of cancer care will cause considerable avoidable suffering. Cancer screening services have stopped, which means we'll miss our chance to catch many cancers when they're treatable and curable, such as cervical, bowel, and breast. He says when we do restart normal service delivery after the lockdown is lifted, the backlog of cases will be a huge challenge to the healthcare system. End quote. To put it simply, politicians in the UK and here in the US have banned non-emergent surgeries and procedures. But don't be fooled by the phrase non-essential surgeries. We're not talking about a cosmetic nose job or a butt lift. The definition of non-essential surgery just means any surgery that's scheduled in advance. So operations to remove brain tumors, non-essential and prohibited. Organ transplants, non-essential and prohibited. Biopsy operations, non-essential and prohibited. Mastectomies for breast cancer, non-essential and prohibited. Pain management surgeries, also non-essential and prohibited. I could go on and on. 120,000 elective pediatric surgeries are performed every year in the U.S. That's 10,000 kids every month who are being denied the care they need thanks to these lockdowns. These elective surgeries, by the way, account for up to 80% of hospital revenue. And without that revenue, 140 hospitals across the United States have been forced to furlough workers thanks to these lockdowns. Meanwhile, cancer patients' conditions could worsen and advance, maybe even metastasize, thanks to delayed detection and operation. And that's just cancer alone. Now think about every other medical condition that's being ignored. And what will happen when we reopen? And there's an enormous backlog for care, but hospitals strapped for cash had to furlough their healthcare workers. How many people are being condemned to die thanks to these lockdowns and disrupted medical treatment? To put this into perspective, in Arizona, 150 people have died from COVID-19 out of a population of 7.3 million people. But the state is prohibiting elective surgery. Likewise, in Minnesota, doctors can be thrown in jail for performing elective surgeries. But only 87 people have died from COVID-19 in a population of 5.6 million people. So next time you hear a Democrat talk about free health care for all, you remember this. These same power-hungry politicians who want to be in charge of your health care all the time are literally denying health care to people who will die because they're being denied care now people up with our dangerous, horrible ideas. Let's see what these, these people have to say. Hi, um, there are two people on our campus right here who are with a, a conservative group who are here to try to fearmonger students. Prager U, like Prager University, but they're not an actual legitimate university. Well, they're going up to students and they're trying to ask them questions and such. The goal. Have you seen our stuff? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you, what do you Everything that you guys stand for. What are we Misinformation. Like what? Oh, <laughs> trust me, you guys are really good at it. I'm just, we're just curious. No, you're not. I'm honestly curious. No, you're not. I'd love to know. No, you wouldn't. Well, that's why we're asking. No, you're not.
I just asked you. No. I can help. Uh, could you remove these two from campus, please? The reason? Because they're here to fearmonger students, and that's not okay. Fearmonger. Yeah. Because these are people who are coming in and instigating and terrorizing our students on this campus, and that's not okay. I think all that are they telling do. you that you can't leave the area? Are they threatening you specifically in any way? Not specifically. They're threatening me with their language, with their ideals. <laughs> that's, unfortunately, I mean, if your ideals are, or your, their language doesn't conform to what you're thinking is... That's well, what. Not, that's what. It's that's freedom of speech is. It's not. So my if thinking, you agree with something, he agrees with something else. They guys agree to disagree. As long as they're not taking you against your will. Right. As long as they're not threatening you physically, they're allowed to have their opinion just as much as you're allowed to have yours. So there's nothing you guys can do. No, sir. That's freedom of speech. So that means they're allowed to terrorize students by using Once their. Once again, terrorize is the word that you're using. That's your opinion. I'm here to help you as much as you right. can, but I'm trying to figure out what law they're breaking right now. So you t I'm trying to figure that out. That's why I'm asking you. You just keep, keep giving me ideas, your opinions. And the law is not about opinions. It's about facts. Okay. Are we done here, guys? Thank you, guys. Right. Appreciate it. Have a good afternoon. Sorry for offending you. Anyway, thank you. As you can see, leftists don't support freedom of speech. I have dangerous ideas. I have ideas that are so terrible he can't even say what they are. They will not allow a difference of opinion on their campus that doesn't conform to their leftist agenda. Uh, he's wearing a black shirt with the PragerU symbol. You know, with all the uh, the residents here in local Yuba Sutter counties, we got about 170,000 people. I don't know. I think I wrote an article. I looked it up in the 2017 census to find out how many businesses we have. Seemed like we had around 800 and some in Yuba County, and about 2,000 some, or a little over 2,000 in Sutter County. And um, in Yuba County, you know, we've had – it's one of the poorer counties of the 58. It's not the poorest, but it's one of the poor, probably one of the top six poor counties. And uh, sparsely populated, but we – the supervisors a couple of years ago decided they're going to raise a 1% tax because they couldn't pay for law enforcement, they claimed. So we fought that tax, and they passed it, Measure K, but but our claim was they needed to have two-thirds of the populace that voted pass it, and they got 53%. They claimed they only need 53%. I won't get into all the details of why, because I have too much to talk about other things today, and we've talked about it many, many times. But my point of bringing it back up, you would think if the supervisors of Yuba County cared about this individuals, I mean just individual people you see going in and out of stores, driving down the street, filling up their gas, taking their kids out for a walk, and people that are obviously not not having a lot of money, just driving on Linden Oliver or some of our poor areas, but also segments of Marysville as well now, you would think that just driving around town and looking at people and realizing that your decision, the Board of Supervisors, not just to put it on the ballot, but then after they lost in court, and, and the Stephen Barrier, a local re reputable judge, nobody has ever questioned the, the uh, bright, brightness or the integrity of Stephen Barrier. He said to the supervisors and the county 
and the county council that they made a mistake and they they deceived the public. And uh, therefore, the tax is in, in, uh, in illegal tax. It's an improper tax. They, and he invalidated the tax. But because they appealed it, they kept, the tax kept being assessed. Even though it's illegal. That's just the way the code is, folks. Your, your legislators, dis, legislators decided that. So on a tax, if the government can get it passed, and you, then you challenge it until you win and it's over and the government quits appealing, they get to collect a tax. And eventually, where do you think that money goes? Do you think it goes back to the individuals? Almost impossible to give it back to the individuals. Some of those taxes are 50 cents here, dollar there, $300 here, $20 there, $150 here. So the, who, who gets it? Government. The, the people that ripped everybody off, that lied in the beginning. It's kind of like somebody breaks into your house, does a home invasion. He rips you off, steals all your stuff. They catch him. They find him guilty. But then he gets to keep all your stuff. That's how this tax is. Now, you would think after this complete corona collapse of our economy that the supervisors would feel bad and concerned because they're taking $10,000 per day out of the pockets of Yuba County residents. And all they would have to do is say to the judge, to the court in Sacramento, the appellate court, that they're waiting to come into to try to appeal their loss at the superior court level. If they just said, we concede and we accept Stephen Barrier's finding and immediately the tax would stop. The next time you hear them say, we really, we really care about our constituents. Just flip them the bird. Just flip them the bird. The next time you hear them say, we really care about our constituents. Here we have most of the people sitting at home, no money, or they're, they're getting handouts from the government. You know, socialists love this because then they can take all the credit for sustaining the population. And you don't have to do anything. It's just like my friend Tui Nguyen in Hanoi said when the communists took over, she said, we, we pretended to work and they pretended to pay us. So when the supervisors say we really care about you and we're, we, we love our, we, we, I'm concerned about my constituents. Really? You're concerned? And you're taking $10,000 a day that you know is illegal tax? Because not only did Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association tell you and lots of other your constituents tell you, but I know you think you're so smart and your constituents are really stupid, but you're the really smart one because you're sitting up on that bench up there and people call you, oh, Supervisor Jones and Supervisor Smith. Oh, my God. It's such a wonderful thing. I did, I've heard about you. I just never had a chance to meet you. You're, you just get full. You, you just get you actually believe your press clippings. So when you hear a supervisor say we really are concerned and we're we're going to work to create jobs, you know. I, I just saw where the 
the supervisors of each county gave the Yuba Sutter Economic Development Corporation a quarter of a million dollars each. And I was reading the fine print of this document saying the justification of giving out these loans, no interest loans to these businesses, that that they thought they were each job they saved they were they were saving like $35,000 or they were spending $35,000 per job or something like that when government says they're creating a job they're idiots does does the private sector ever brag about creating jobs no because they're not they're they're not in the business of making jobs they're in in the business of making a profit and producing a service or a product that somebody actually appreciates Government can't do you can you think of any department in government that anybody appreciates? The DMV. The other day I heard somebody said that they they thought they were getting good service at the veterans hospital now. Thank you, Jesus. But up till recently, they were killing people, right? They were getting bonuses for leaving people on the waiting list to see the doctor. And they were walking out with bonuses and feeling good about our veterans, our precious veterans, dying on the vine. Can you think of any departments where you really appreciate in the government? They're not producing anything. They're not producing jobs. There's all if you look if you listen really closely when you get around government, they're just a big sucking sound. They're just blowing money left and right, and then they go back and get some more. The best thing government could do, the best thing Yuba County could do, could do was stop the tax and cut government, cut the size of government, lay people off, shut buildings down, cut government in half, go from 1,000 employees to 500. I'm even talking about shutting welfare down. Oh, well, the federal, Lou, you don't understand. The federal government pays all of that welfare and it's we want you know we 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 could use that money why the government shouldn't even be involved in welfare there's nothing in the constitution about giving welfare to people giving money out that's not in the constitution that's it just one point what's happened is they take an oath to defend the constitution you know why they take it because they have to they're liars. They're not going to defend the Constitution. They don't even believe in the Constitution. They take the oath because that's a customary thing. It's kind of like wiping your butt after you poop. It's just you have to. It's just a mess if you don't. So you got to do the process. So you take the oath. I solemnly swear to defend. But you really don't care. You just want to get to the oath so you can get your money and become a supervisor or city council person. It's just like wiping your butt at the end. You really don't, you're really not going to defend anything because you don't have the goods to do it. You don't know what it's about. You don't want to stand on it because it's going to actually cost you something. We say, oh yeah, you can quote Patrick Henry, give me liberty or give me death. You're not going to say that because you're not going to do that. You're not going to say that because you're not going to do that. And you're not going to say, really believe that you're going to defend the Constitution because you're not going to do that. You're not going to put your life and your assets and stuff on the line because you don't, you're not that kind of person. You do not have any patriot DNA in your system. 
You have pussy DNA in your system. That's what you got. That's all you got. And quit being a fake. Why don't you just quit? A lot of you just need to resign. You're just a big fake. Your wife knows it. Your wife knows you're a fake and a liar and a cheat. Why don't you why don't you just admit it and go home? Go back to doing what you you know, maybe some job you have. You can't do the job. You said you could, but you aren't up to it. As they say, anybody can every anybody can captain a ship in smooth seas or in the harbor. We're in storm right now. And you guys are not up for it. Time to like pass, resign, throw in the towel. Like a lot of people say, well, I I think it's time for me. I I just, I think I'm going to resign because I need to spend more time with my family. I just have, I, you know, I think I've taken away from my family all these years and now I'm going to. I just think I need to devote my time, and I've just robbed my wife. I haven't been with her, so now I'm going to devote my— Why don't you just say what you really are? You, you're not up for the job, and so I'm going to go back to just selling real estate or insurance or, 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 or working at Walmart. Just go back to that and be a nice guy. Just go back and do that. You just bit off, as they say, you bit off more than you could chew, way more. And now you're not only screwing yourself over, you're screwing the whole county. Can you imagine the testimony of these supervisors right now is he got in there and he spent most of his time fighting over taking $10,000 a day after us out, out of our hide when they told us we had to stay home. Well, the supervisors say, well, we didn't tell them they had to stay home. We, we. We, we, well, the governor said that, and then, well, we just had to do it. So you told people you had to stay home, you could not work, and then you turned around and took $10,000 extra a day out of their hide, and the gov- and, and Judge Barrier said that's illegal. But you still went ahead and did it because you know you could get away with it. You screwed them anyway. You're no different than a criminal that can knock the window out of somebody's car and steal their purse and get away with it because you knew you could. That's, you're no different. You're no different. You're no different. You can argue with me all you want. You're no different. You're, you're a ripoff. You're a thief. You're a thief and a robber. Jesus called it all the time. He said, you have all these people in government. He said, can't you understand what they're doing to you? They're ripping you off. They're ruling over you, taking advantage of you, punking you, exploiting you, raping you. That's what's going on here. The Gavin Newsom's of the world telling, well, you can't go to work, but well, you, we need a lot of volunteers. You could come out. You don't even need to wear a mask, right? You might even be able to get, we'll, we'll even let you be three feet apart. And you don't have to wash your hands five times a day, three times, two times. Hey, if you'll come out two and a half times a day. People, when are you going to say enough is enough? This is ridiculous. Pretty soon they're going to have all you Christians. We'll leave you alone if you'll stand on your head for four hours in the corner each afternoon. A lot of them would do it. I know them. I know them personally. They're pussies. They're ridiculous. I wish they would just 
I wish they would just, Jesus said, either be hot or cold. I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth. Just deny the Lord and move on with life and join the, the, the uh, Hare Krishna movement. Unbelievable. Oh, well, you might, well, you don't care. You don't care. You don't, you don't care that people are going to die of COVID. That my, my grandma, she's 88. I've been cutting out the obituaries. You care about the obituaries? Some of you don't even, I bet most of you don't even read the paper. I, I'm involved with death every day because I'm running this trauma intervention program. I'm more connected to the people that are dying than you ever thought of. I, you know, you're typical liberals. Just because you say you care, you show no care at all. You never really showed any care. You just said, well, I really care about those people. I, I, I thought good thoughts towards their family, although I don't know them. Here's a lady. She died. Pretty lady. 81. She had a courageous battle, it says, against Alzheimer's. I didn't, I didn't see Dr. Lou. Her name's Jody Graham. She said, I didn't see Dr. Lou go on her little telecast and say that she felt bad about Jody dying at 81 after a, a courageous battle against Alzheimer's. She just went on and said she felt bad about those two people dying of COVID. I don't even believe she's telling the truth. I think she's probably lying. I would like to see the autopsy and the lab results. Why should I believe her? They're lying all up and down the state. Gavin Newsom wants to retrieve all the autopsies and change all the results. Here we got another guy, Charles, Charles Kirkman. He was born in 1940. So let's see. He's 80. Poor Charles died, 80 years old. I didn't see anybody. I didn't even see, did the supervisors uh, conclude in in memorial or in sympathy or in act of silence uh, or in memory of? I didn't see him. Maybe they did for the COVID people. Here's Kenneth Hitchcock, 79. Here's uh, David Kreps, 92. I didn't see anybody crying. I, I didn't see the supervisors like, uh, having a big meltdown or like, oh, Lou, you don't care. You're going out without a mask. You're out driving around the street. Don't you care? My grandma might get it from you. You're actually going to go to, God damn it. How come you go to church and everything? Because you, you know, you're going to give everybody some disease. I didn't see anybody crying over. Uh, here's Preston Bradley, 92, passed away up in Browns Valley. I'm talking about people other than the family. I know their family loved them and cared for them and probably wept at their bed. They're probably nice people. Here's another guy, Mark uh, Manazan, 78. He died. He said his wife, Doris, was at, at his side. I wonder if any supervisors went over there and brought flowers. Here's another guy, 79. Another guy, 92. Here's another one. And yet they're saying, oh, Jim Buchan, he taught me computers in college. Jim Buchan died. He died with his family at his side. I'm not quite sure how old he was, but I'm guessing he was in his 80s. 
Here's another lady, Wanda, died 94 years of age. They say that, that the COVID kills mostly elderly people like this, right? It doesn't matter what it is, folks. It doesn't matter whether it's corona, COVID, Wuhan flu, the regular flu, a bad cold, a little bronchial asthma. It kills older people. Why? Because they're feeble. The Bible says it's appointed to humans to die and then, oh, you don't care about people, Lou. You want everybody to die. It doesn't matter whether I want it or not. It's happening every day. And you don't give a rip about it. You just, all you are talking trash out there. I run a program. I've done it for 26 years. We've done over 11,000 calls, 65% involved in death. I've done more death than any of you, including law enforcement. They don't do as much death as we do in TIP because we do, that's all we do. Think about it. I'm not saying we're better than anybody else. I'm saying that you free. People say they get all high and mighty about dead, dead people. Oh, well, you don't care about people dying. Honestly, people are dying every, people are dying right now. What are you doing about it? Sitting home having coffee, watching the boob tube? You're not running around. There's people dying of overdoses, shooting each other, raping each other, slitting each other's throat. You don't care about it. What are you talking about? Let's talk about some, uh, let's talk about odds of dying. This is how stupid this gets. I'm going to take a break here in a minute, but let's talk about the odds of you dying of something. What do you think the odds of you dying from COVID is. Let me give you some odds. Let me tell you that the odds are probably what's going to kill you. You're probably, you're listening. You're probably going to die of heart disease. One in six. You got, here's your odds. One out of six. Cancer. One out of seven. I'm going to take a break. I'm just going to click here. There's going to be a little, uh, let's see. This is uh, halfway through. Uh, oh, this is a good one. This gal talks about the police kicking her out of the park and i think it was central park new york listen to this we'll be right back crazy how social distance for two weeks so that our hospitals aren't overwhelmed evolved into social distance until 2022 until a vaccine is developed and don't try to tell me there's any science behind the draconian lockdown enforcement the truth is these lockdowns are actually anti-science police kicked me and a friend out of the park this weekend now before you say anything we were properly social distanced minding our own business 50 yards 50 yards from anybody else in a wide open space on a grassy hill, sitting in the sun. It was 85 degrees here in California this weekend. And some of us have no yard. We rely on public parks for outdoor exposure. And again, before you say anything, the park is open. You're allowed to do yoga. You're allowed to walk. You're allowed to run. You're allowed to work out on the grass, but you're not allowed to sit. This is tyranny. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to blame the police here. I'm sure there are a few bad apples who are power hungry, but most police officers I get it. They're enforcing the laws because that's their job. They don't make the laws. It's the politicians who are making these crazy laws. In fact, the police officer who kicked us out was perfectly professional, and I think he agreed with me. He said, I'm sorry you have to leave unless you're actively exercising. And I politely said to him, so that woman is allowed to exercise on her mat over there, but I'm not allowed to sit on my towel over here? 
And he says, yeah. And I said, that's dumb. And he said, yeah. It's politicians who are inflicting this authoritarian lockdown on us. They tell us they're violating our liberties for our own good because science. Please, please tell me what science this is based on. These lockdowns are not based on science. We were near nobody in the park. According to a Department of Homeland Security scientific study, sunlight and heat and humidity kill the COVID-19 virus. A German study found the risk of outdoor transmission via casual contact is low. According to German professor Hendrik Streeck, who studied the COVID-19 outbreak in Germany, and I quote, there is no significant risk of catching the disease when you go shopping. Severe outbreaks of the infection were always a result of people being closer together over a longer period of time, end quote. And we didn't even have casual contact with anyone except the police officer on his four-wheeler wearing his mask and his gloves. The Taiwan CDC also tracked 1,000 contacts of 32 infected people and found zero transmission of the virus outside people's homes and their family members. In addition, scientists from Hong Kong studied 318 COVID-19 infection clusters of three or more infections, this in China but outside the Hubei province, and found not one cluster of coronavirus infections occurred outside. The researchers concluded, and I quote, all identified outbreaks of three or more cases occurred in an indoor environment, which confirms that sharing indoor space is a major COVID infection risk, end quote. 80% of these outbreaks were intrafamilial, transmitting the virus to one's own family members. Only 8% of the outbreaks involved strangers. Nearly all the infection clusters occurred in the home or on public transportation, according to that study. So sitting in the park, 50 yards away from anybody else, in the sunlight, in the 85-degree heat, what do our politicians think the virus, which we don't have, is going to fly 150 feet and magically infect people facing away from us? That is absurd and anti-science. Following the ever-changing stats of COVID-19 are as confusing as finding the truth about the health of North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un. While the state of Pennsylvania was forced to remove hundreds of deaths from its official coronavirus death count after glaring errors in the state's counting methodology were discovered, many across America are growing more skeptical of information regarding the virus agenda. Now, I've personally received correspondence from irate individuals who can't even believe that I would question the actions and agendas of numerous government officials and agencies, calling them unconstitutional. Statements like this one. I would have no problem if you fools worried about your freedom all went out and got COVID. If only you could sign a form stating that you revoke your right to have medical treatment based on your cavalier antics and refusal to abide by CDC and medical professionals' advice. But didn't Thomas Jefferson say, in questions of power, then, let no more be heard of confidence in man, but bind him down from mischief by the chains of the Constitution? So isn't our duty as Americans to question these government officials? For example, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy issued an executive order banning large gatherings requiring residents to stay at home. Under the order, 15 men were arrested for attending a synagogue service. During a Fox News interview with Tucker Carlson, Governor Murphy was asked about his constitutional basis for his order that led to the arrest of the 15 men. Governor Murphy said, That's above my pay grade, Tucker, so I wasn't, uh, I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. We went to all, first of all, we looked at the data well, and tell. the science, and it says pe <laughs> people have to stay away from each other. 
So not only are they not considering the Constitution, they don't get paid enough to know it? How about the First Amendment protection of religious exercise? Well, Louisiana pastor Tony Spell, who leads the Life Tabernacle Church in Baton Rouge, was placed on house arrest and fitted with an ankle monitoring device last week for refusing to suspend church services amid the coronavirus crisis. This morning on TheBlaze.com, I read about two women who were arrested in Laredo, Texas, after they were caught running a beauty salon inside of their homes. The women were arrested during an undercover sting operation by Laredo Police Department, who were informed of the activities through an anonymous tip sent to the Laredo Police Department mobile app. So the arresting cops were part of the COVID-19 task force enforcement detail where they set up an appointment for a cosmetic beauty service that is prohibited under the emergency ordinance? Yes. Anna Isabel Castro Garcia, age 31, allegedly agreed to provide an undercover officer with a manicure. She was charged with violation of emergency management plan and was taken to the Webb County Jail for booking where she was held on a $500 bond. Similarly, Brenda Stephanie Mata, 20, was arrested after she reportedly agreed to perform eyelash service inside her home for an undercover cop. I want to be clear. My intention is not simply to silence my adversaries by using my microphone to slam them. That would be a lack of self-government, and it rises out of a competitive rivalry. To quote Michael Anthony Perutka, you haven't converted a man just because you've silenced him. We need to realize the enemy is the agenda-driven politics that breed fear and division. Growing up on the basketball court, we would play shirts and skins in order to identify teams. While that's a good strategy for competition, it is not the strategy for America. Being constitutional is. That keeps us all on the same team. This is Jake McCauley. And Dominic McCauley. With the Institute on the Constitution, bringing you the American View. Just a minute for you, Just a minute for you to touch the door What is it you're trying to achieve, girl? Maybe we can just talk about it some more You know the streets are filled with vapors That lost all ray of hope You know it's not even safe no more All right, so... Let me talk about this. Uh, these odds, you know, the odds, the, the odds like one one out of one means that if, if the odds are you're one out of one that you're going to die of heart disease, that means you're going to die of heart disease. If it's one out of six, that means not so much. If it's one out of 26, not so much. If it's one out of 2000, not so much. Right. So here's the odds of dying. One out of six heart disease. One out of seven cancer. One out of 25, preventable causes of death. Chronic lower respiratory disease, one out of 26. Suicide, one out of 86. Opioid, overdose. You think, oh, I, I don't do opioids. Well, you might take them after a surgery and get mixed up and take too many or drink a little alcohol with it, and you're gone. You're not an addict. You just made a stupid. One out of 98. Motor vehicle accident. How many of you like take the risk of driving around town? You're, you're willing to take that risk? You mean they're not going to lock you in your house? One out of 106. You think that's worth the risk? Just taking a fall. 
A friend of mine took a fall the other day. He's 86. A friend of mine actually led me to Jesus. He was up painting on a church in Brownsville at 86. And he got, he got off it, you know, got his footing screwed up on the ground there, uneven footing. And he knocked his shoulder out of joint. One out of 111 die of that gun assault. One out of 298 pedestrian accident. One out of 541 motorcycle accident. One out of 890 drowning. One out of 1,121 dying from fire or smoke inhalation. Like you get in a house fire. One out of 2,618 bicycling dangerous people. One one out of four thousand sixty sunstroke. One in seven thousand seven hundred seventy accidental gun discharge. You know when you look down the barrel and squeeze the trigger and shoot yourself in the face. One in nine thousand seventy seven. How about this one? Electrocution, radiation, extreme temperatures, or pressure, and pressure. One in twelve thousand four eighty four. Sharp objects, look out, fall on a knife. One in 29,483. Hot surfaces and substances, that's kind of weird. One in 45,186. Hornet, wasp, and bee stings. One in 53,987. Cataclysmic storm. One in fifty-four thousand six hundred ninety-nine dog attack. One in one hundred eighteen thousand seven hundred seventy-six lightning. I I've heard of. I have friends that their loved ones died of lightning. I'm talking about dying from a dog attack, not getting bit. Lightning. One in one hundred eighty thousand seven hundred forty-six. And my figures on the COVID, COVID, Wuhan. Kung flu, about one in 500,000. And you're hiding in your closet? How many, How long you been down now? A month? We're running around hiding from this? A bug. A bug. How come you don't do this for the, the regular flu or a cold or tuberculosis? Or how come you're not using a condom, screwing your neighbor and getting chlamydia? Or syphilis or gonorrhea. Oh, Lou, you shouldn't be talking about this. Hey, I talk I have health nurses coming into the jail with me talking about this. We're actually trying to save a life as opposed to you being sensitive. Why don't you actually go out and do something and get and help somebody? Instead of always being an armchair quarterback or critique or church critic. Telling me or shooting on me. I tell people in jail, I'm not going to shoot on you. Don't you shoot on me. I'm going to tell you the way. Whether you do it or not, it, at the end of it, you ain't going to be able to blame Lou. I'm just going to tell you what the way is. I'm not going to say you should or shouldn't do it. Don't shoot on me. I'm not going to shoot on you. People always call. I had somebody, they were looking at our live stream from the church and they saw somebody there and they called him up and said, you shouldn't be going to that church you know that little looks full of bitterness shame on them coronavirus probably about a half million to one 
And oh my God, you're wearing a mask. I saw a guy driving down the road alone in the truck with a mask on. What is that doing? He is he protecting the radio from catching it from him? Riding around with a mask on and he's just driving. Your mask does not keep the coronavirus from getting in your nostrils or your mouth. Do you know that? People are so stupid. Is there a stupid pill that America has has taken now? Is was it a vaccine? Bill Gates, did you give us a stupid vaccine? How come on all these other areas you're not all freaked out? Fire and smoke, bee sting, biking, sunstroke. Does it do you ever wonder why we pay an information officer for the county a hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty, hundred and forty thousand dollars a year? And hit some of the information he gives you something like this. Don't go out without a hat on. It's going to be 95 degrees to drink a lot of water. Wear sunscreen. School starting. Drive carefully. Do you know you got too much government? When you have people in government that have to instruct you. Wear a condom. <clears throat> if you put it on backwards, don't just flip it over, but eliminate it and start with a fresh one and try to put it on correctly the next time. You can't put a condom on unless you have an erection. Now, I'm not, I didn't come up with that. That's a health nurse that said that. I just thought that was an interesting thing she pointed out to people because stupid people have try to put it on when they're not erect and it just gets difficult it ruins the whole experience these are the type of things these are the type of things we have to pay government to help us with because we stumble through life don't try to swim across the river when after you drink a six-pack of beer it's a bad idea but but instead of just like learning that and learning these things Instead of like, for instance, we have to have a smoking cessation class. That means for you out in Linda, stopping smoking, cessation. I noticed when the when the, the Yuba County couldn't do a smoking cessation class anymore because they didn't have anybody to do it. You know who stepped in and did it? Adventist Hospital. I thought, well, there you have it. Adventist Hospital, they're nonprofit, but they have to make some money to stay in business, but they offer a smoking cessation class. Does that not make sense to you? Or or doctors that deal with diabetes. Don't you think it would make more sense to have doctors that are specialists in diabetes to do a little educating on how to have a good diet and and how to what to eat, what not to eat, da, da 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 or heart doctors to do a little teaching on how to lower your blood pressure without taking drugs, as opposed to the county doing all these things and paying them, paying these huge taxes. You know how much we're paying old Dr. Lou? She's not old. She's just Dr. Lou. Fong Lou. Fong, you flunk Lou. We're paying her about 275000 I think. I think I saw in the Appeal Democrat paper. The Appeal Democrat paper said that she made about 235 dollars 
you know, when you get that high, you just lose track. Thousand plus benefits, which pushed her over 300. She's making over $300,000 and she can't afford to drive back and forth from Elk Grove in the crisis because it's just, she might be needed in the middle of the night to stop the coronavirus from careening through a subdivision. Elk Grove takes about two hours to drive to. I've driven from there. But that's too much to ask. It's like wear and tear on her. Just like so stressful, two-hour commute. Northern California, no way. We're putting her up over there in the Hampton Inn, a couple hundred dollars a night. She can't afford to. She, we can't expect a person making over $30,000 a month. About about $30,000 a month to commute back and forth because we need her every day. So we have to put her up. We're paying for a house, and then we also pay for a hotel room. Things are really screwed up, folks. Things are really screwed up. And, then, and she does these little commercials. Do you see her commercials? I can't even watch these people. I can't even watch these people because they're just nuts. Do you do you think she's telling the truth? I think she's just repeating what Gavin Newsom and the state people are telling her. If they if she disagreed with it, you think here's a here's a critical thing. She may be the smartest doctor that God ever made. And I'm I don't know whether she's Vietnamese or not. She has a Vietnamese name. Maybe she's married to a Vietnamese dude. But she may be full-blown Vietnamese. Now, if she is, she's already got me on her side in one sense cuz I like them. I get along with them really good. And, um, but here's my concern in government. People are so freaked out about losing their job, losing their retirement and all that kind of stuff. In fact, I was with a, a, a retired government figure at the protest at the Capitol the other day. And a guy walked by us and, and he had, you know, one of those ID tags around his neck. And my friend said, typical government worker. And I said, why do you say that? He says he's miserable. Look at him. He just, and you could see those government workers down around the Capitol. They're just miserable. No smiles. They're like zombies. He said, they're just can't wait. All they do is talk about retirement. And I've seen that. I've seen that working for them. They just can't wait. They they're counting down the days to retirement. I thought, I thought, you know, something, I would rather jump out of a parachute without jump out of a plane without a parachute than be a government worker. I I just I think that's why I went into the drug scene because I thought I I just don't want to go to work every day and have a purposeless life. So when I think of government workers, sometimes here's what worries me. I think of doctors. I I have really a high regard for doctors. They're like scientists. They are scientists. I have a really high regard for people that worked really hard and stayed extra in school, did good, and to serve people, help people be well. I have a high regard for that. So, but here's my concern. If you, if you're a good doctor, you're a scientist, and in your own opinion as the health director, you think this corona thing is BS, but... Because you're making $300,000 and living at the Hampton Inn, Hampton Inn and the person above you down in Sac- Sacramento says this is what's going to shake down. And you say, I ain't going to do it up here because I think that's crazy what you're going to do to these people. 
I don't think they'd lose gut the beef to do that. I that's the problem is that they just the bureaucrats do what the person above them tells them because they're not willing to do the right thing and put their job on the line. That's why they don't have any patriot DNA in their system. You can tell. Just like you can tell when a when a person plays baseball whether or not they're good at it or not. If they can't hit the ball or catch the ball, they aren't a good baseball player. It doesn't matter whether they got the uniform on or not. You see what I'm getting at? That's the problem. They're just do as I say, people. They just do what they're told. Do what they're told. I'm not going to get into a lot of details about the science of this thing. I think you're going to find out in the end that you, you, well, if you haven't already figured it out, I've already figured it out. We've been had. And whether or not we can unwind some of this government control over us, I don't know. But here's the interesting thing. A Japanese professor of physiology or of, or of medicine, Professor uh, Tasuku Honjo, Honjo, H-O-N-J-O, caused a sensation today in the media by saying that the coronavirus is not natural. That means it didn't just come about on its own, but it was actually cooked up in a lab. He said if it's natural, it would not have affected the wor- whole world like it has, because depending on the nature the temperature is different in different countries. If it was natural, it would only have affected countries with the same type temperatures as China. Instead, it spreads to a country like Switzerland, the same way it spreads to the desert areas. Whereas if it was natural, it would have spread in cold areas, but would have died in hot places. I have done 40 years of research on animals and viruses. It is not natural, this virus. It is a manufactured virus, and the virus is completely artificial. I've been working for four years in the Wuhan laboratory in China. I know all the staff of this laboratory very well. I called them all after the corona accident, but all of their phones have been dead for three months, and it is now understood that uh, most of these technicians are presumed dead. Based on all of my knowledge and research to date, I can say this is Tasuku Honjo, Japanese professor of medicine. Based on all of my knowledge and research to date, I can say this with 100% confidence that Corona is not natural. It did not come from bats. China made it. If what I say, he said, if what I say today turns out to be false now or even after I die, the government can withdraw my Nobel Prize. But China is lying and the truth will one day be revealed. Well, there you go, Japanese professor. But I could just have one after another. I could spend the whole I could spend week after week on all these people that are blowing big holes in this. Fauci and Burks are crooks. They're deep state crooks. Along with Gates. Bill Gates talks like he's a, do you know, do you understand that Bill Gates has no medical training at all? All he did 
was had a big a big experience working on he's a computer geek that's it would you let him operate on you i would not i would not take his advice on anything medical if he wanted to like repair my laptop i would appreciate it get it to run faster thank you jesus but gates talks like he's in the medical business and talks about all these vaccines and stuff he's bad news I wrote a I wrote an article. In fact, I just saw that they ran it in the Gridley Herald called uh, just a only a, just a shot. will do or something like that. Talks about Gates wanting to vaccinate the world. In fact, this whole Corona vaccination, I'm just waiting for business to say you can't fly on our plane. American Airlines will say not only do you have to have a mask, but you have to have a vaccination card. Isn't that going to be interesting? What are you going to do about that? Well, I think that's coming. I think it may be coming. And and they claim that they can put a substance in the vaccine that they could read and monitor your whereabouts. It's like putting a, uh, can't remember the term now, like they, they put in a police car to know where the police car is at all times. Or they can put an ankle monitor on your on your ankle. But in this, they just put it in your body. It's like a tracer. That's what they want to do. And they say, oh, well, it's it's all for the best for everybody. It Don't you care about your neighbor? Don't you care about that 88-year-old person? That, oh, you don't. Oh, you're, you're not going to wear a mask? What, do you want all the 88-year-old people to die? You know, I'll tell you what. Some of those people in these rest homes, they don't even know they're in their rest homes. And some of them wish they would die. Now, if you get me over one of those rest homes, old Lou's going to want to die big time because I got better places to do and things things to do and things go places to go and things to do. I got places to go, things to do. I do not need to be slobbering over in some rest home and somebody protecting me from the coronavirus. I said, bring that virus on, get me out of here. I need out of here. It's like the, it's like that lady that um, I read. I was looking the old. I was for some reason I was looking up the oldest person in the world, and I, at that time there was this French lady, and she was a hundred and something, like a hundred and eleven. And at ninety nine, the gal was such good health. She was she was still driving around a bicycle, riding a bicycle at ninety nine. Come on, isn't that awesome? And so you know they asked her. The reporter asked her the proverbial thing. Well, if you uh, if you, uh, what do you attribute your your long life to, your old age? And you know, a lot of these people say, well, I smoke three cigars a day and I had a couple shots of bourbon, da 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 and that's the key, right? So what she said is, she said, well, she thought about it for a minute. She said, I think the Lord just forgot me here. All right, I'm going to take a break this into my fourth segment, and I've already screwed up a couple of times. I was supposed to play a clip in one of these, and I forgot, so I'll slide it in next time. Be right back. crazy world, it's so easy to buy into so many lies about ourselves and about life. 
While we are always pushing for progress, maybe progress is pushing us over the edge. Here are three lies from modern culture you are probably buying into. One, self-love is everything. Young Americans, in particular, are told through media, music, and TV that self-love is the answer. This is a lie and contributes to our nation's mental health epidemic. Today, 18% of Americans report that they are struggling with anxiety, 7% with depression, and 4% with suicidal thoughts or actions. Maybe this is because, as people, we should always be trying to better ourselves instead of accepting our unfulfilled potential. When we tell an 18-year-old that they are perfect just the way they are, we stunt decades of growth, improvement, and self-realization, robbing our world of its next great generation. No matter your stage of life, you should always be seeking to improve yourself, not settling today in the name of self-love. Two, you should blame everything on other people. Modern culture has labeled the successful and the powerful as the enemy of the people. Newsflash: Rich people are not the problem. Most of them didn't start out that way. They had a vision and determination to make it a reality. In America, only you are responsible for your destiny. Your life is largely your fault, for better or for worse. And blaming the results of your choices on other people will not solve your problems or make you happy. If you take responsibility for your shortcomings, you can also take responsibility for your successes. Three, your identity is holding you back. Racism, sexism, bigotry—nope. Your identity is not holding you back. In America, you are only limited by your imagination and drive to succeed, not by the color of your skin, your gender, or who you date. Systemic oppression is not limiting anyone's successes, but the narrative is. You have the power to defeat this narrative, despite what modern culture tells you. Progressive culture is full of lies that threaten to regress your life. You have the power to create your own destiny. Now, go show them how it's done. I'm Isabel Brown for PragerU. What's up, guys? This is Will Witt with PragerU. Today, we're at the National Mall here in DC. We're going to be asking people some American history trivia. Let's do it. Who is the first president? That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> Who is the first president? Um, Judge W. Bush first. No. <laughs> George Washington. There you go. Okay, Fred. Are you ready? Fred. Are you ready, Fred? Who's your favorite president? My favorite president? Um, I would say Obama and Lincoln and Jackson. Like Andrew Jackson? Yeah. He's. Tears. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, do you know a <laughs> do you know a political <laughs> Sorry. Who's your favorite president? Obama, of course. <laughs> I really like Clinton. I think his economic policies were really nice. You like Monica Lewinsky? No. <laughs> That's a different story. If you guys didn't notice, I kind of lost my voice. I've been speaking for like four days in a row, so you just got to deal with my raspiness today. When was the Declaration of Independence signed? Seventeen seventy-six. History major? I am. Okay. Who's the 16th president? Yeah, no idea. When was the Declaration of Independence signed? Um, Declaration of Independence, 1773. 76. When did World War II end? Um, 52. 45. Are you a history major? I am. When was the Declaration of Independence signed? Hmm. It was 19 something. 
plus 1904 <laughs> 1776 that was not close <laughs> no it's not close but that's okay who was the first president george washington there you go easy right who's the second president uh sam adams like the beer uh-huh yeah yeah <laughs> who is the 16th president I don't know the first. I don't know the 16th. I don't know. Uh, right here. Okay. Abraham Lincoln. There you go. Who's the 16th president? That I could not tell you. Who's the 16th president? Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> no political party Abraham Lincoln was a part of? Democratic? No. No? Republican. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. They started the Republican Party. Exception then. I know. Okay. I guess Republicans aren't so bad. No. (laughs) What party was Lincoln a part of? Um, The Democratic Party. No. Lincoln? Republican Party. Uh, Democratic? No. Republicans had a very different outlook back in the 1800s. Yeah. They wanted to free the slaves back then? Was that the Republican Party or was that just kind of a general consensus of... That was the Republican Party, yeah. Like the Republican was pretty much the anti-slavery party. The Democrats were like the party of the KKK, things like that. Ironic how things change, isn't it? <laughs> he was part of the uh, conservative party. There you go, Republican. He founded the Republican Party. Is that surprising to you? Not at all. Nope. You're a Republican? I am. There you go. Proud Republican. I love it. See, most people think that Lincoln was a Democrat because he freed the slaves and all of that, and so they just assume that, but they don't really understand that the Republicans were the party of anti-slavery. Lincoln, the Democrats? Republican, actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Every single question is wrong. <laughs> We're back. We're in our fifth segment here, and so I need to do a couple things. One, one, I'm going to spend a little, uh, couple moments here and uh, recognize some people that keep me going on this podcast. Uh, they cover the costs. We have some costs. I have a technician that helps me, Tanner Martis, who's a wonderful guy down in Texas, and uh, and then I also have to pay some website and fees for this and fees for that and. Uh, you know, equipment, stuff like that. So anyway, I, I want to give a shout out to three groups that helped me. And they're all working hard right now in this uh, shutdown because the security people are staying in business because there's a lot of security problems. And Elite Universal Security has been good to me over the last number of years. Monty Hecker is his name. And he's got a, I don't know, he's a partner or part owner or something, Mike Han. And uh, but Monty, they started out here in Yuba County and uh, but they work all the way up northern California, south of Sacramento, all the all the way to the Oregon border. And he and there's two reasons I'm bringing them up. One, you may need some security with turning all these criminals out and with all these homeless fe- people around. In fact, last, tonight at church, a guy broke into one of our buildings right in the middle. And it was one of the buildings we weren't using, but the alarms are going off and. And we already know who it is because we got so many dopers living out there that 
they knew who this guy was. They were in jail with him. So if we lost anything, he, he broke a door, but we'll, we got the guy's name because everybody knows everybody. But uh, Elite Universal Security might be able to help keep your stuff your stuff instead of people just carrying off your business. And uh, you can give them a call at 530-749-0280, 530-749-0280. Maybe you're working on a house, you're remodeling a house, but people keep going in it when you're not there. You put in a microwave and you come back and somebody took it. You put it in again, somebody took it. Put in some nice chandelier or something, somebody disassembles it, hauls them out. A friend of mine said some renters he had left his uh just walked off and disappeared and took all the furniture. It was furnished and took the toilet. I said, why would you take the toilet? He said, it had one of them bidets in it. I said, a bidet. He said, yeah, bidet. Don't you know what that is? One of those things that squirts you when you sit on the toilet. I said, you mean a bidet? He said, that what you call it? He said, yeah, but you don't have to use the toilet paper. I said, yeah, you don't. I said, if you want to skimp, you could probably get by some. And we call it a bidet. So the people like that bidet so much that they just they just disconnected that toilet, took it right on down, left the state with it, took his furniture and the bidet, toilet with the bidet. So Elite Universal Security, they can help you with security issues, and they can if you're if you're wanting to go get a, one of those licenses to carry a gun, a concealed weapon, they can help you get that permit. They'll train you how to do it. It's a weekend class, two day class. Do the classroom part on Saturday. Go out there and shoot them up. Practice shooting and get your range certif certification. You'll be good to go. Hey, if you want to work, you want to go to work and be a guard, they will train you. You can go to API-Academy and you can check it out. Check all the classes out. And uh, some of the classes they tell me you can even take online if you're going to have to be quarantined. Because you're hiding from COVID. It's it's out in the neighborhood hiding behind trees and stuff and under a bush. It's a coronavirus. It may cause you to get a runny nose and a, <coughs> a cough. Oh, Elite Universal Security. They help me. So you want to give them a shout out? Tell them Lou Benninger sent you. The other guy, guys, is, is Dave Greenest Construction. Dave said he's still working right now. He's building stuff for people. Greenitzconstruction.com. Green with ETZ on the end. Uh, he he is the best. I, you know, to me, I, I, I kind of know what's going on in construction. I used to run a paint contracting firm. Uh, a lot of the guys are new nowadays, but I've been around it for a long time. I've never heard of anybody that building like Dave Greenitz does bathrooms and kitchens and, and the quality of work. Just It just... It's in the it's in the league. He's in the league of his own, right? It's okay. There's there's guys that do it. There's other guys and maybe gals that do it. But Dave's just you know he's in a league of his own. Entryware deal. He was over here and I got an old I got an old house old door. He he brought me a used doorknob. My doorknob was stripped, and uh, I couldn't get it to work. And I thought oh, I'm gonna have to put a whole new mechanism. May have to get a whole new ugly door and put in here instead of this cool door I got. He brought me over this cool, cool doorknob that was ancient. It's like ancient. And uh, put it on there. The thing has worked so good. Every time I grab it, I think of him. I said, Greenitz did this. Dave Greenitz Construction. You can check him out on greenitzconstruction.com. And uh, you can 
uh, look at his stuff. Just, you know, don't take my word for it. Just go check it out on the photos. And if you if you actually wanted to see one of them, he might even be able to get you a walkthrough or a look-see on one of them. And uh, or you can go to his Facebook page at Dave Greenitz Construction. Same thing. You can look at the before and afters. In fact, if you like his Facebook page, then uh, he or you befriend him. You'll get his downloads on every new job he completes. Just amazing. And I know some of his subcontractors like Davy Construction and uh, different ones. Amazing, amazing painters. Just awesome guys. Flooring people. I know them. And they do good work. So uh, if you want a good job, you know, when you spend a lot of money and you're going to be staying in a house for a while, it's nice to have something done well. Right. You think, oh, that was a little gnarly, that corner, the way they did that. Or that doesn't look even. Or, well, would that scratch come? How the, how the fridge get scratched? These guys do good work, and they don't rip you off. They show up. They're not going to give you a hard time. They're not going to be weird in at the house or anything. They're going to show up in the showdown when they say they're going to do it and get out and clean the place up and uh, keep you in good stead. Then the last one is the plumbing doctor, and I, I just saw one of their rigs today. But uh, plumbing doctor, and they will they got it going on 24 hours a day. And you got you got water lines and sewage lines and all the lines running around. Maybe you need to change your toilets out. This your water needs. I, if you're in Marysville, you better. If you got some old toilets in Marysville or shower, old shower heads, you should just come in and have them change it all out. Save you. You'd save the price in a couple of months over here with wasting water. The price of water over here, unbelievable. Four times, three times, four times as much as Yuba City, Oliver's, Linda, all the way around here. Marysville Water Service. So expensive. Totally a ripoff. I think it's I think it's owned by the mafia. Uh they uh they can help you save money on your water by stopping leaks and changing out your toilets. And you might even get a toilet rebate. They where Marysville Water Service will pay part of the part of the cost, and uh, you get a brand new toilet uses about half the water. You know, there there are just ways to do this. So, plumbing doctor five three zero six seven one nine one one one. They kind of have a menu. Uh, you know, when you figure out how 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 much is this going to cost me, they have a fixed uh, cost sheet. So they don't get into it and they go, oh, well, you know, yeah, we told you $100, but really going to have to be $200 because, 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 right? You heard of that before. So that's Ted Holmes. That's my friend Ted. He's honest as the day is long. I just with him tonight in a prayer meeting. He's I've known his wife and him. I've known Dave Greenitz and his wife and Holmes and his wife for over 40 years. Both are wonderful couples and they're good people to work with, very kind, and they do great work. So all these businesses, you should check them out because they're good businesses, not just because I said so. I wouldn't have them on this show if I didn't believe in them. Even if they wanted to support me, if I thought, you know something, I heard all kinds of you know bad stuff about you, dude. So I'm not, you know, I wish you well, but I'm not going to take your money or promote your business. I don't need the money. I don't need the money. God takes care of me. So, uh, so thank you very much.
All right. Thank you guys for supporting this show. Uh, okay. Let's see. Uh, let me just see what I want to focus on here as we're getting closer to the wind down. Oh, this is interesting. I'll just have to debate whether to do. All right. Oh, how about this? This is Corona related. I don't mean to make the whole thing about Corona, but hey, the fact is if we we're liable to lose our entire freedom over this Corona thing. New York Mayor de Blasio, he threatened to permanently shut down churches that persist in holding services. Right? That's the headline. And uh, but someone sent me and I'm not going to pull it open on my phone send me something on my phone that says that they are going to create, I don't know what, who they are, whether it's the government or they're going to allow restaurants to create hundreds and hundreds of meals for the Muslims meeting together during Ramadan. So the Muslims are going to get to meet together, but this article doesn't address the Muslim. It just says, he says he's threatening to permanently close the meeting places of religious organizations that persist in holding services while the city is shutting down during COVID-19 pandemic. I want you to just think that through that statement. This is written by, this is a column. Uh, he's threatening to permanently, this is his words, permanently close the meeting places of religious organizations Permanent close. That is such a straight-up violation of our First Amendment rights. In other words, you take a different stance from the dictator called de Blasio, and he forever will take you to the mat. He says, quote, A small number of religious communities, specific churches, specific synagogues, he doesn't mention here mosques, you see, are unfortunately not paying attention to this guidance to close, even though it's been so widespread. So I want to say to all those who are prepared, preparing the potential of religious services this weekend, if you go to your synagogue, if you go to your church, he does not say if you go to your mosque, an attempt to hold services after having been told so often not to, our enforcement agents will have no choice but to shut down those services. This is so Chinese-like. We have sold out to the Chinese. Do you know that? I don't know why. Maybe everybody just made a lot of money off it. Do you remember the, remember the uh, Cliven Bundy, fam Bundy family outside of Las Vegas in Clark County, Las Vegas? And air, the the media just portrayed the Bundys as just rebellious, stingy farmers aren't willing. They didn't get a permit. They didn't. They they haven't paid their permit to the Bureau of Land Management. Remember that you just had these feeling that these renegade, hokey dokey farmers. And you know, all along it was the government that screwed up. And you know why that they want. Remember they went in and killed over a hundred head of Bundy's cattle. Do you remember that? And there was a standoff along a freeway overpassing, overcrossing over there in Clark County. 
and the sheriff of Clark County just totally wimped out and hid from the federal government. It was a big federal. They were going to shoot these people. And um, the judge, the federal judge, ended up ruling in favor of Bundy, both in Portland and in Nevada, and said that the government was wrong. And there was a whistleblower who, a whistleblower that did just exactly what happened in the FBI thing with uh, Flynn, General Flynn, is the guy said, we went out to destroy farm families. And they had all kinds of documentation that their goal was to destroy farm families, some of which the, the dad killed himself because they lost their entire work, multi-generation work, because of the Obama administration's desire to take run people off state lands that were being managed by the federal government. Do you know why? I've just learned this recently. I'd heard that Harry Reid's son was going to make a big deal with the Chinese government, sell some of this property to the Chinese government that the Bundys were farming on. And I thought, well, that's kind of weird. Well, now I realize it was it was a national deal that they were opening up all these lands, but they had to remove farmers and ranchers. And all these lands had all these minerals on them that the Chinese wanted. So all these people with inside connections like the Bidens, the Reeds, remember Harry Reed from Nevada? They were going to get the connection deal and make millions of dollars of selling these properties that are owned by the, by the uh, people of the state of California, Nevada, Idaho. They were going to sell these state properties because they had huge mineral rights on them, minerals, mineral resources and various resources. They're going to sell them to China. You think, oh, I haven't heard much about China buying places. Well, there's a um, the one of the biggest hog operations in the country does 5% of the pork in the United States, this one operation in South Dakota, Chinese came in and bought it with permission from Obama. They, and uh, do you know where the uh, coronavirus got started? It got started in this Chinese-led pork operation in S- South Dakota. Because they were getting in. In fact, they got in somehow after the after President Trump stopped Chinese flights coming in. So I don't know whether they came in from, you know, a roundabout way, went to another country, then came in that way. Maybe flew over to Europe, then came over from Europe. Something. I don't know. But they got in and they brought the coronavirus to that manufacturing plant and a couple hundred people got sick. So they shut down the plant. But the Chinese are buying up all these businesses. That's what happened in Italy. That's the Belt and Road Initiative. You can look it up on your your internet. Just type in Belt and Road, just like the belt you have around your waist and road, the one you drive on. Belt and Road Initiative. And read all about it. Chinese is taking over hundreds of nations by giving them money to help them, quote, unquote, But then eventually uh, they tell them, well, you can't really say anything negative about us because, because, because we're helping you. We're partners. So don't say anything negative about our country. 
There's another article here <clears throat> related to this. It's called uh, Chinese Confucius Espionage and Propaganda Institute. Did you know that over 100 campuses in, in the United States have what we called Confucius Institutes? You think, oh, well, it's just like, you know, foreign exchange, Lou. Take it easy, take it easy. It isn't foreign exchange. The Chinese don't do that kind of thing. They are using that as propaganda in in the not only in colleges, but even in, in lower grades. And um, they're called Confucius Institutes. They call it a cultural exchange. But really what it is is communist accommodation. It's just like going in and teaching kids, you know, really, you're a boy and she's a girl. But really, there's more than, there's more, we call that genders. We used to call it the sexes, remember? Then we call it genders. And they say, well, your gender is boy, she's girl. But really, you could be a lot of other genders. Right? We teach all that kind of stuff. So, and and what they're doing in these, I'm finding it right now. So what we're doing in these college campuses, we're paying the colleges to set up these institutes. We'll give them a couple hundred thousand dollars. And so they're on colleges like UCLA, Purdue, Stanford, George Washington University, Wesleyan, Michigan State, Tufts, University of North Carolina, Rutgers, Oklahoma, Temple, Columbia, several campuses of UC in California. Even more insidious, it says the numerous K-12 public school systems around the nation have also embraced these propaganda mills called Confucius Institutes. There are what they call Confucius classrooms that ostensibly teach language operating in more than 500 elementary, middle, and high schools. We're going to take our final break. Man, I need to fit, I need to fit this one clip in here. Um, I keep botching this up. Okay, I'll do it right now. All right, we'll be right back in a second. And then we've got one more second. It's just one more way of reducing your liberty and reminding you that they can f*** with you anytime they want. As long as you put up with it. As long as you put up with it. Which means, of course, anytime they want. Because that's what Americans do now. They're always willing to trade away a little of their freedom in exchange for the feeling, the illusion of security. What we have now is a completely neurotic population obsessed with security and safety and crime and drugs and cleanliness and hygiene and germs. There's another thing. Germs. 
Where did this sudden fear of germs come from in this country? Have you noticed this? The media constantly running stories about all the latest infections, salmonella, E. coli, hantavirus, bird flu, and, and Americans, are they panic easily, so now everybody's running around scrubbing this and spraying that and overcooking their food and repeatedly washing their hands, trying to avoid all contact with germs. It's ridiculous, and it goes to ridiculous lengths in prisons. Before they give you a lethal injection, they swab your arm with alcohol. It's true. It's true. It's true. Well, well, they don't want you to get an infection. And you can see their point. Wouldn't want some guy to go to hell and be sick. It would take a lot of the sportsmanship out of the whole execution. Fear of germs, why these pussies. You can't even get a decent hamburger anymore. They cook the shit out of everything now because everybody's afraid of food poisoning. Hey, where's your sense of adventure? Take a chance, will you? You know how many people die in this country from food poisoning every year? 9,000. That's all. It's a minor risk. Take a chance, bunch of damn pussies. Besides, what do you think you have an immune system for? It's for killing germs. But it needs practice. It needs germs to practice on. So, so listen. So listen. If you kill all the germs around you and live a completely sterile life, then when germs do come along, you're not going to be prepared. And never mind ordinary germs. What are you going to do when some super virus comes along that turns your vital organs into liquid shit? I'll tell you what you're gonna do, you're gonna get sick, you're gonna die, and you're gonna deserve it because you're f***ing weak and you got a f***ing weak immune system. Now, hey, goddammit. Hey. Alright. Let me tell you a true story about immunization, okay? When I was a little boy in New York City in the 1940s, we swam in the Hudson River, and it was filled with raw sewage, okay? We swam in raw sewage, you know, to cool off. And at that time, the big fear was polio. Thousands of kids died from polio every year. But you know something? In my neighborhood, no one ever got polio. No one ever. You know why? Because we swam in raw sewage. It strengthened our immune systems. The polio never had a prayer. We were tempered in raw shit. So... So personally, I never take any special precautions against germs. I don't shy away from people who sneeze and cough. I don't wipe off the telephone. I don't cover the toilet seat. And if I drop food on the floor, I pick it up and eat it. I eat it. Yes, I do. Even if I'm at a sidewalk cafe in Calcutta, the poor section. Welcome back. So I was talking about these Confucius Institutes, and it just seems so ridiculous that they've been here for years. They get a couple hundred thousand each. They tell these universities they can't say anything negative about China anywhere in the university. Uh, but they also do espionage. 
Earlier this year, the writer says one of the research opportunities involved at Harvard involved Professor Charles Charles Lieber. Charles Lieber is one of the most uh, well-known among the China, not the Chinese community, but the uh, chemistry community. He was arrested for lying about payments he'd taken from yet another China-enhancing effort called the Thousand Talents Plan. The researcher recruitment effort paid Lieber hundreds of thousand dollars to not a hundred hundred dollars, not hundreds of thousands of dollars to help China become proficient in cutting edge science. Lieber was just arrested along with two other people. So these Confucius operations are bad news, really bad news. So uh, it says in a in a long detailed article in the Harvard Crimson, that's their campus newspaper, columnist Matteo Wong makes it clear China is part of the mix. Harvard was willing a willing uh, to suppress a speech by a Chinese dissident and human rights lo- lawyer, Tang Biao, to accommodate China's communist government. So in other words, it used to be colleges when I went to school. Colleges, it was free speech. In other words, you could have somebody speak really strongly about one side of the argument, then the, somebody would speak about really strongly about it, there was any there was no political correctness and so uh, sorry I'm just trying to look at my clock here I want to fit in a clip here that's 10 minutes right in the middle of this and uh, uh, on the Constitution and uh, Chris Ann Hall is out in the street kind of doing some street preaching about what's right with this and uh, she's a constitution expert. I want to fit her. I've been, I've been forgetting to slide it in here, but I need to do it. So anyway, uh, the paper noted that the threat, uh, noted the threat Confucius Institutes posed to the ability of the next generation of American leaders to learn, think, and speak about the realities in China and and the true natures, nature of the Communist Party regime. Last Sunday, Americans said in this article got a great indication of the threat that was the day microsoft founder bill gates defended china in their response to the wuhan virus pushing back against allegations that the communist regime covered up the threat that's a distraction gates insisted i think there are a lot of incorrect and unfair things said about china here's the problem these businesses in the united states have become so large like facebook instagram Microsoft, Snapchat, da, 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 all of them, you know what they are. They no, they no longer see themselves as American or loyal Americans or patriotic Americans. They're just globalists. And so they don't, that's why when Trump came up with a slogan and a hat and a t-shirt called Make a Great American Great Again or MAGA, they were incensed. The liberals were incensed. Like, how dare you say that you're, that we're better than anybody else? And the reason they said that is they had already sold sold out to the um, to the the Chinese. So they let them on campus. They let them buy businesses. Just one thing after another. They let them have all their products here with no tariffs. But if we bought products from China, 
If we wanted to sell products to China, there were huge tariffs, made it very difficult. So uh, I want to play a clip right now, um, and it's it's called uh, a simple question, a simple question, and uh, the question is, are you free? Are you free? It's a simple question. Just are you free? And all of us need to ask that of ourselves. Um, it's interesting. I was talking to you. Well, anyway, let, let me get this because I don't want to run out of time. So, uh, so that's my introduction is a simple question. Are you free? And then I'll come back after the, uh, after the clip. Okay. All right. The Bible says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. America was built upon that principle. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That means those rights come from God by the nature of our creation being fearfully and wonderfully made in his image. In his image. That word unalienable means no man on earth. through your apathy, through your ignorance, you can walk away from those things that God has given you. That's what we're seeing in America. We're seeing a people who have become intellectually ignorant, have become spiritually void. Even in the church, a body of people who no longer operate in the presence and through the power of the Holy Spirit. You see it. You judge them by their fruits. You see what they say. Just obey. Where? Where would the people be if Esther just obeyed? Come on. Where? Would the people be if the Hebrew nursemaids just obeyed and murdered those babies at the order of the law of the king? Where would the people be if Daniel just obeyed? Where would the people be if Moses just obeyed? Now you can look back through the Bible and say, Moses led his people from bondage. But I look back in history and I see our forefathers led us out of bondage. They walked us through the sea of tyranny. They led us away from kings and rulers and those who believe that the power of government is greater than the gifts of God. And I would say to you, as God and Moses said to the people, why do you long to return to your bondage? Why are we seeking the onions and the leeks of the government? Why are we looking for the handouts? Why are we looking for the peace of slavery and 
Mm. We've been delivered from that bondage. Our forefathers didn't simply declare independence from Great Britain. They declared independence from kings forever. Yes. And yet today, we have kings who call themselves governor. Come on. Come on. We have kings who call themselves mayor. Right. We have kings who call themselves emergency planning groups. Right, right. Anyone who would take what is rightfully ours by the nature of our creation, something that someone from the outside can't rip away from us, anybody who would try to do that deserves no other name but king and tyrant and despot. And I want to ask you, why do we want to submit back to a bondage we've been freed from? We don't get our rights from government. Government gets their authority from us. That's right, yes. We govern over those. That's right. We are the government. How is it that we have relinquished what has been divinely, spiritually, and eternally given to us as individuals by a false and pretended power demanded upon us by people who are nothing more than spiritual tyrants? and governmental kings taking a power that does not belong to them stealing what is rightfully owned by the people stealing it they are robbing us of what god has given us they are robbing us of what generations of people have sacrificed everything they told us that our forefathers pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honors. That is the cost of what God gives his people. Submission is not a cost. Submission is a surrender of God's gifts. And we have to understand, just as the Bible says, just as our forefathers believed, we shall obey God rather than men. So I want to ask you today, who is your king? Come on. Who is your provider? Come on. Who is your protector? Come on. Because the moment you surrender what God has given you to false kings, You are bowing before a false master and declaring that God is no more. When you submit to that, you are saying, I fear Baal more than I fear God. We have to be the strength. We have to be the ones that say, I serve the God who speaks through fire. That's who we serve. We serve the God who speaks through fire. That's who we serve. Yes. And we will stand to watch Baal fall. Hallelujah. We have courage. We have hope. 
That hope is our courage. And we must understand that there are people watching what we're doing. There are little eyes watching what we do. And those who falsely speak and profess a faith in God and yet submit to the theft of his gifts are teaching these little people to be and live in bondage. Now, I don't know about the rest of the world. I don't know about the rest of Hillsborough County. Come on. I don't even know about the rest of the people driving down these streets. But I will tell you, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord and no other. We are not breaking the law. breaking the law. We seek to restore what is rightfully ours, what is lawful, and what is right. As Acts 17, 6 says, we have come to turn this world upside down. We have come to preach truth in the face of the lies everywhere. We have come to preach freedom and liberty in the in the echo chamber of, sub, of servants and subjects and servitude. We have come to rightfully stand and declare what is actually lawfully ours. And just as they said in the days of old, we will not comply. We will not return our children to bondage. And we will stand for freedom. We will stand for liberty as a gift from God, regardless of the consequences. Because we serve a risen Savior who has said to us, I will never leave you nor forsake you. We either are who we say we are, We are either Americans who have been gifted through great sacrifice and through our eternal God, a liberty that is seen nowhere else in the world. We are either those people or we're not. We are either free or we are bond servants. There is no middle ground. And I ask you today, are you free? I look at a multitude of diverse faces today. I see people whose heritage lived in bondage and slavery. And yet they stand here today free. Why? Because someone stood for them. This is the day, America. This is the time where we are being tested. I ask you again, are you free? I ask you again, are you free? Yes. I'll ask you one more time, are you free? Yes. Then act like it. <laughs> well, all right. I hope you enjoyed uh, <clears throat> that clip by Chris Ann Hall. I don't know whether I, I think I mentioned she's, she was the lady that you're hearing talk about the Constitution. Chris Ann Hall uh, was working as a uh, uh, attorney for the state of, uh, state of Florida. And uh, she, uh, when the Tea Party movement started, 
she uh, began to speak at Tea Party movement gatherings and teach about the Constitution because she had an interest in it and she was an attorney and spoke with some intelligence. And uh, the her boss at the state of Florida, <clears throat> she was uh, working for the uh, maybe attorney general or state attorneys, uh, said that she couldn't do that. And, and he frowned upon it and it was going to affect her career and because he was liberal. And so she, her husband and, and her uh, were Christians or are Christians and were at the time. And they discussed what she should do, whether she, you know, she made quite a bit of money as an attorney for the state of Florida. She decided to resign and begin to go full time to try to educate the American people out of something that they should know a lot about, but they know hardly any about, which is their constitution, which when I went to school, they, we were taught the constitution. We were tested on the constitution. Now it's gone and we are suffering for it. And so we can't even get our local politicians to follow the constitution. So the reason I played that today is to try to direct you to some some websites that are excellent. I've also been playing clips by the Macaulay family. Uh, it's called theamericanview.com, theamericanview.com. Chris Ann Hall's website where you can look at her views on all kinds of stuff. And she uh, does these recording teachings on all these hot topics going on in the country today. And she will... Um, you can, uh, it's for just a small fee, uh, she will train you on the Constitution. Chris Ann Hall, Chris, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E, Hall, H-A-L-L.com. Chris Ann Hall, all one word, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E, Hall.com. Chris Ann Hall. And uh, very, very bright, very passionate, and uh, she does a lot of... Uh, Audiovisual, it's just not recordings, but teachings about the Constitution, historic, very historic, very knowledgeable. And so that's why I wanted to play that today, because it's such a timely talk on uh, are you free? The simple question, are you free? And the fact is, most people aren't and are fine with it. That's pretty scary. The other group, besides the American View, uh, the Macaulays run a group called InstituteOnTheConstitution.com. They do the American View and InstituteOnTheConstitution.com. But those groups, Chris Ann Hall and the Macaulays, are devoted to teaching Americans about their own founding documents. And finally, one of the greatest colleges in the United States today uh, with a real Christian foundation is Hillsdale College in Michigan. And so if you go to Hillsdale, D-A-L-E, Hills with D-A-L-E on the end, hillsdale.edu, .edu, you can go there and you can take, I believe, a free course on the Constitution on the uh, web. And uh, they do ask for a contribution, which no big deal. If you have it, you have it if you want to do it. Uh, I certainly, if you're going to take the course, I would contribute towards it. But if you can't afford it, just take the course, hillsdale.edu. So um also wanted to give a shout-out to uh, Maggie Capitano Insurance in Marysville. 
and uh, Maggie Capitano is uh, our insurance agent for the trauma intervention program. And uh, let me just see if here I can pull something up. I don't have her phone number handy, and I want to give it to you. Uh, Let's see. Just type this in and get a, see if I can get a phone number. Okay, yeah, let me do it. it. So, Maggie Capitano or Margaret Capitano Insurance. She's our insurance agent and has been my private uh, personal insurance agent. And then for trauma intervention, she's been an insurance agent for years. So I just want to give a shout out to her for she came by and and wrote out a thousand dollar contribution to trauma intervention to help us. She believes in trauma intervention. We used to have these dinner fundraisers and Maggie always helped us and, and bought a table and contributed towards it and so she came by the other day and just wrote us, called me up, said, I'm coming by to give you a check and gave me, gave us a thousand dollars. And, uh, so as you, as many of you know, who listen to this program, we do, uh, uh, we go out an average of almost 40 times a month, uh, to help police and fire and all our fellow citizens that have gone through the worst day of their life. And so Maggie experiences some of that because people are getting car accidents and fires and burning up their houses, and and she knows the huge sense of loss there is. So uh, if you need a quote on insurance, I'm sure she would help you with your business or your residence or any type of liability issues you have. And you can reach her at 530-743-1510-1510. 5307431510. The other thing I like about Maggie is she's really nice. She's very fun and she's a very relatable person. And uh, they're located at 629 B Street in Marysville. B Street, right near the courthouse, just about a block away from the Yuba County Courthouse, 629 B in the front office. Suite A, a they call it, but it's just the down bottom and the front. 629B, 743-1510. And uh, if you go in there and you like what you get, tell them Lou from TIP sent you over and uh, that Lou appreciates getting the help for trauma intervention. So we've run out of time here today. uh, And so we'll be here, Lord willing, next week for No Hostages Radio podcast. And if you, again, if you want to see my articles, you can either get a hard copy of the Territorial Dispatch or go to their website, dot biz, or sorry, dot com, territorialdispatch.com. Or you can go to my website at nohostagesradio.com and you can just download them or read them online. Okay, really easy, super duper easy, no cost. So have a good week. If, if you find somebody that, um, you don't know, treat them nice because you never know. The Bible says they may be an angel and you didn't even know it. So God bless you. Bye-bye. We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois' law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there's still some things that make us all the same. You...
Sugar to kiss. 